Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the defenders of the home front, the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their family, and their community. So it's a beautiful spring day. Thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy day to tune in and listen to the Liberty Mom Show. We appreciate that. And today I'm excited to have with me Michelle Camp, who is the, are you, are you considered a president? Is that your official title? So I actually am officially uh, the president right now of the national organization. I'm also the state leader in Utah. So, okay. So this is, this is exciting because not only do we have the state leader, but we have the national leader of the TWAW, which is the, the well-armed woman shooting chapters. Yes, the Well-Armed Woman Shooting Chapters. And so I'm really excited to have Michelle with us because I want to make more and more of our um, moms and and women of all ages across the state of Utah aware that there is a place for you to go and train and get educated with other women if you don't like the idea of or feel intimidated going to a, a, a gun club or another group where there's men and women. And so everything is going to be catered to the, the female sex, the female gender. And yes, there is just a female and a male gender. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are. It's all another story. But anyway, um, Michelle, thank you for joining us today. I, I thought it would be a good um, time to talk about guns here in Utah and uh, getting women um, familiar with it. We know we've got a chapter, a couple of chapters here in the state, but we just changed our gun laws in Utah. We sure did. Big changes this year. Big, big changes. And so I thought this would be a good time to educate our listening audience about what the changes are, because that is going to choose, give you a whole different course of, uh, direction as you move forward with making your um, decisions about owning a firearm and how you get trained and how you use it. So Michelle, what were um, the, the big, what was the big change that happened this year? Yeah. So the biggest change that I'm getting a lot of questions about is the new, uh, what we refer to as constitutional carry law that actually did pass in Utah. It's already been signed by the governor. So it will be in effect May 5th of this year. So you will be able to carry a concealed loaded firearm without a permit in the state of Utah, as long as you're not prohibited from uh, possessing or owning a firearm. So what that means um, is that before, according to state law, you had to have a, um, you couldn't open carry. You couldn't just have a car, a gun sitting in your, like if you're driving your car, you couldn't have your gun just sitting in the front seat. So in Utah law before, you could open carry, but the gun couldn't be loaded. 
officially loaded. So you couldn't have essentially a round in the firing position. Uh, if you wanted to conceal carry on your person, you needed to have a permit. And then there, there are some laws in Utah that have always been pretty favorable to uh, having a firearm in your car because uh, your car is considered kind of an extension of your home. So you've been able to carry a concealed firearm in your, in your uh, car up until now. But this law completely uh, removes the requirement that you go and get a concealed firearm permit in order to do that. So I'm, this is why I have Michelle here, because she knows that actual nitty gritty about these laws. Because it's important to, to understand a lot of times uh, laws get changed and we don't, um, unless you're actively watching, you're not going to get a public announcement. It's no. not going to be in the paper. It's just, you have to, it's a germane sort of thing. You just have to hear about it and learn about it. And so um, right now, I think would be a great time for uh, all citizens, but women especially to to become really familiar with what the law is with um, carrying um, a permit. And a lot of it has to do with the roles. Uh, you know, we, uh, we think that, um, you know, women have always been, and we are, we are the, the weaker sex. I mean, physically, we're not as strong as men. And a, a firearm, once you're competent and comfortable using it, is a great equalizer to the disparity between size and weight, right? Absolutely. I agree. It's yeah. the best, the best that you can get, I think. And uh, you're the founder of the TWAW, Carrie Lightfoot. She had a quote that says, we are living in a time that is marked by change in every aspect and on every level. Life is not what it used to be. For women, today's new reality requires some major changes. One significant change is the woman's journey from being the protector to becoming the protector. And so um, we live in a society where there's a lot of um, civil unrest. It can be spontaneous where a moment it was peaceful and calm, and then all of a sudden, there's some mayhem happening. And God forbid that ever happens to us, but it could happen. We see it every day um, in our world. And so um, as, a, as a woman and being the weaker sex, it's really important that if you're wanting to protect yourself as well as any children or loved ones that you have with you, um, it's a good idea um, to be sufficient and competent using a firearm. I think I remember a story of a woman who was in a, I think it was a McDonald's and there was a shooter that came in and she was able to protect her parents, elder, older, I want to say they were elderly, but you know, senior citizens and um, divert the shooter because she was caring. Yeah. We hear stories of that, of things like that a lot. Um, it's crazy because we have kind of gone from, being protected to becoming the protectors in the way that our society has changed over the years. And I've talked about this a lot over the past several months in my concealed carry classes and in my shooting group, where if you were to, if you would have asked me a year ago, where was the safest place you could ever be? I would have said university and center street in Provo. That's a place where you never would have thought that what happened there would happen. And so people think, well, it's not going to happen to me or I'm not likely to come across that. But you just don't ever know when you're going to roll into some sort of a situation like that. So with us, in addition to, you know, I tell people and I kind of preach pretty often that it's not 
a gun is not, you know, this is my personal self-defense plan. That's one piece in the entire toolbox. And you really do have to be paying attention to your surroundings and step up your level of alertness and awareness uh, when you're carrying a firearm. But it's, it's kind of a part of the package that is, like you said, the great equalizer. And it really does... Uh, I mean, it's empowering to women. We're seeing all sorts of women coming in that had never thought they would be firearm owners. And now because of everything that's going on, they're saying, you know, I need, I need to figure out how to, how to get some training and be able to protect myself and my family. So Michelle, with this new law that just went into effect, uh, what's the big difference now for people that own firearms? Well, the biggest difference is that you're going to be able to to carry that firearm on your body concealed without that permit. Um, I think that there is some additional education that's needed. I am still recommending to people that they take the training, take the class, because you are still required to know what the laws are surrounding firearms and use of deadly force. And so I'm recommending that people still take the class, but if they want to be able to carry without a permit, uh, they can go ahead and do that after May 5th. Right. So now before what the law was, if you had the gun on you, you had to, you had to show it. It had to be um, visibly seen in public. Without a permit. Yes. Yeah. Without a permit, which can actually make some people very nervous being a gun because they're not, they're not used to it, especially if you get into the Salt Lake metropolitan area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can have people that are like, Oh my gosh, there's a gun, you know? And so now you can have a jacket, you can, you know, you can conceal it on your person and not have anybody afraid of seeing the firearm, but you know, you have it and you legally are allowed to have it. So it's a big, big change. And it's something that our state has tried to work on for a number of years, right? This wasn't the first time this has been attempted, right? No, this has actually passed before and been vetoed by the governor. Yeah, that would have been former Governor Gary Herbert. So we're talking with Michelle Camp, talking firearms, women, self-protection, and we've got more to discuss when we get back here on the Liberty Mom Show. So stay with us. and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to 
it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Pure Light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. This new type of LED bulb acts like a $1,000 air purification system, only better. Put this light bulb in, turn it on, and within minutes it starts cleaning and purifying the air and the surfaces around it. Uh, I have a stinky dog, and so I put the four bulbs in within 24 hours. I could tolerate it, and then when I turned the lights on in the morning, I went back 20 minutes later, nothing, no smell. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors, any kind of smoke, of eliminating mold and eliminating deadly germs like salmonella, E. coli, even flesh-eating bacteria. My kids who are grown up say our house smells like old people house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway and my uh, kids from Florida came last week and said, man, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com. It's the next generation of light. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, and I'm with a guest that I'm excited to talk about and learn more information from. This is Michelle Camp. She is the national director as well as the state director here of the TWAW, which is the Well-Armed Woman uh, Association, which is all about educating women on firearm safety and, and a shooting club in it to boot, you know, where you actually go out and practice and get competent and gain your confidence. And we were talking about the the bill that just passed that will become new law May 1st, which is the concealed carry or what we, Michelle, referred to as constitutional carry because, Michelle, why would you call it the constitutional carry bill? Well, I know it's controversial, but that's actually in our constitution. It's called the Second Amendment. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why and, we refer to it that way. And there's something about government will not. Shall not be infringed. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, there's to? this infringe thing. Where <laughs> yeah. You have to have a, per, we're going to give you permission to put that gun in your purse. Mm-hmm. To give you permission to do that as the right. government. I mean, no, that's, that definitely needed to be changed. And it's not that way, of course, in every state, but there are states that already had constitutional carry. I don't know how many. Do, do you offhand know? I believe we were number 16 or 17, and then I've just seen, I think, two pass since ours. I think Ohio and maybe Iowa have just passed as well, so we're getting up close to 20 now. Wow, we were yeah. 
Okay, we were that far down the, the last. Yes, we were. I know people think that Utah is a very gun-friendly state, and it's not as gun-friendly in a lot of ways as you would think. Mm-mm. No, not if we're not if we're a, a, a society that adheres to the Constitution. Right. We actually had the opportunity to have this bill go into law, I think maybe two or three years ago. And Michelle mentioned in the last segment, it was vetoed mm-hmm. by Governor Herbert. It was, and it actually uh, passed with a veto-proof majority, but the legislature decided not to take it back up uh, in the interim session or after that, so it just kind of went by the wayside. I'm glad we finally got it done. Well, I was so, so pleased. We have to, um, I think I have the sponsors here. I know it was uh, Brooks. That was Walt Brooks, yes. And then Senator Hinkins in the Senate, and... Uh, thank goodness those, and, and it went through early. It was nice. It went through early and got passed. And, and then our current governor went ahead and signed it. So we're glad for that. So um, we are moving, shifting back over to what really the constitution has out outlined for us. Now uh, this TWAW, the well-armed woman is a national organization. And you were mentioning 11,000 members Nationwide, yeah, we're a national nationwide nonprofit. We've got about four. We're around four hundred chapters, eleven thousand members across the country. Four hundred chapters, and how many are in Utah? We've got nine in Utah right now. Nine, nine. Oh my goodness! Yeah, from Saint George that. to Logan. So yeah, we've so, got a bunch. Okay. So Saint George to Logan. So if they, if our listeners wanted to plug into a chapter closest to them, is there a um, a website for them to go to or a Facebook page or? Yes. So we do have a Facebook page for our Utah chapters and it is facebook.com slash TWAW Utah chapters. And that lists uh, all of our current chapters in Utah and where they meet, when they meet, because every chapter is different. We've got a lot of chapters around Salt Lake, but we also have Davis County. We've got Logan Cash. We've got St. George. So Utah County, we're kind of all over. I'm seeing this as a great mother-daughter. Once a month. Yes. You know, it's, it's terrific because we used to be 21 and older, and then we've reduced it to 18 and older. Uh, and in some circumstances, we've got some chapters that are allowing membership as young as 14 with an adult um, And so it is a great, we've got lots of mother-daughters. I have a ton of sisters in my chapters, Um, some of my sisters, and then I've got uh, several other groups of sisters that come together. So it's a great, great uh, girls' night out, stress reliever. So when they meet once a month, is it shooting, education, both, or just one or the other, or does it rotate? How does that work? It is both. So each of our meetings are going to consist of an hour of education. So we don't really call that training because an hour is kind of just usually a little educational piece. Uh, this month, our nationwide organization is focusing on Protect What Protects You, which is a partnership we've done uh, with Firearm Security Alliance to uh, remind people how many firearms are stolen from vehicles and from homes and uh, really work with people to try to get their firearms secured. So that was what we did our education on this month. And then we follow that up with an hour on the shooting range. We have different arrangements with all of our host ranges 
across the state. Um, my chapter actually gets to utilize the entire range. They reserve the whole thing for us, so we have the whole place to ourselves, which is a phenomenal way to be able to train. So for, uh, for individuals that want to get started, is there a, uh, is there a fee to join? Is there any sort of membership requirement? Yes. So we, always, we generally have had a come check out a meeting before you join until COVID hit. And now most of our host ranges are dealing with maximum meeting capacity sizes. So right now, what a majority of the chapters are doing, uh, if you want to join, it's $50 a year. And then you pay range fees at your visits, which vary from uh, range to range, depending on what our agreements are. But $50 a year. Uh, my chapter currently, I meet out at the Legacy Shooting Center in West Jordan. So we're capped at 18 people in the classroom in addition to the instructors. So we actually live stream our meetings on Zoom and we invite guests to uh, email us and we'll give them that Zoom link and they can pop in and check out a Zoom meeting to see if they want to uh, go for the whole, the whole enchilada and come meet with us in person. Well, that's kind of a nice option to uh, at least see and hear what, what's being taught and, and the, the surrounding circumstances. But there's a lot of, uh, of responsibility for anybody that's going to take the initiative to get their own firearm. And is there an overall training that you would recommend for somebody if they were going to just go out and purchase a firearm instead of this once a month uh, piecemeal or reinforcing, mm -hmm. is there a, a class or a training that they can take? You know, there are three recommendations I will always make to somebody who's just getting into shooting or just wants to learn to protect themselves. The first is to take a basic handgun class. Uh, I have a lot of instructors that I work with that teach a basic in introduction to firearms or handguns class. I always recommend that. I recommend taking the Utah Concealed Carry course as well. The one that I teach, I'm a little partial to. I teach the uh, USCCA curriculum, which is the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. So it covers more than just gun laws. It covers rules of deadly force and it covers situational awareness and it covers uh, what happens after you have a shooting. You know, what if you really do have to use your gun, then what? Because that's not covered very often in concealed carry classes. So I recommend those two as well as Find somebody that, or a group, a well-armed woman group, where you can try the guns before you buy one. Number one thing I get is women coming in because somebody told them this was a great gun for women and they ate it. So a gun is not a small investment. Make sure you try it and you feel it and you hold it and you shoot it before you buy it. Yes, I, I would agree. And women have the disadvantage of having smaller hands and I've noticed that guns can be quite heavy yes they can not a light item even if they're not loaded they're 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 heavy absolutely it's definitely something you have to really um okay we've got we've got to take a short break here Michelle Camp is with us from TWAW we'll be right back after this short break
Welcome back. You're listening to the Liberty Mom Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the defenders of the home front, the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their family and their community. Chris Kimball hosting today, talking to Michelle Camp and really talking about how Liberty Moms can defend their families at home when dad might be away, dad might be uh, at work during the day, dad might be out of town, um, wherever, but uh, you can learn to be a defender and not be a victim in your home. And so I think that's really super important. And we were talking about uh, the gun classes that are available here in Utah through the TWAW, which is the um, the Well-Armed Women, Woman, Well-Armed Woman. And uh, that's an organization that has nine chapters here in Utah. So you can actually plug in and start learning and training with your sisters here across the state. So um, how long are those classes in the evening? Uh, usually we run about two hours. Uh, I run mine two and a half hours just so I have a little wiggle room at the beginning and the end. Uh, our chapter is pretty large, so there's a lot of logistics going on. But generally, you're going to be looking at a couple of hours. And then we throw in some other special events. We have a statewide shoot that we do every year. Uh, at, I don't know if you've ever been to the North Springs Shooting Range in Price. I have, no. It's like Disneyland for people who like to shoot. It's the coolest place really? ever. I think it's about 700 acres. They've got a little uh, a little uh, steel town. It's not a steel town. It looks like Pioneer Village. That's what it reminds me of. But it's false front shooting bays that are all filled with steel targets. So oh, wow. there's, there's steel targets. There's archery. There's shotgun. There's long-range shooting. So we do a, an event there every year that's kind of our big fundraiser. And go down. That's where we take our spouses and some kids and friends and have a great old time. So we have other things like that coming up uh, every once in a while, but monthly we're doing our, our regular meetings and trainings and practice and all that fun stuff. Well, and I know when I went through concealed carry, which has been, I, I did the course, but then I never, I didn't have the gun. So I didn't ever turn in my paperwork since I didn't have the gun. And then that expired. Mm -hmm. The course back then, the, you had a certain date to turn that. Yeah, in. you have a year. Yeah, I never did get officially uh, filed with anything with the state, but uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot to know about gun possession, whether you're just carrying it or in your home, because there are certain laws that uh, pertain to um, defending your home, uh, stand your ground, those sort of things, and you, your course, your organization would educate. Um, individuals on all of those laws, right? Absolutely. I think one of the things that people need to be aware of too before they just run out and start carrying a gun without a permit is that there are a few things that you get with the permit that you don't get without the permit, like reciprocity with the 36 other states that Utah currently has reciprocity with. That's with a permit only. Um, my understanding, and I have heard some conflicting back and forth from attorneys on this, so that's one of those fun law things, is uh, schools, K through 12 public schools. We can carry with a permit in public schools right now. Uh, my best estimate from the attorneys I've talked to is that that will not be allowed without the permit. So if you're just carrying under the constitutional carry bill, you won't be able to carry in the K through 12 public schools. Uh, the other thing would be national parks. 
So, and you don't save the money. If you buy lots of guns, you know, they wait, you waive the background check fee if you have a concealed permit and uh, you don't get that without the permit. So if you buy a lot of guns, it probably makes sense to have the permit as well. Okay. So that's good to know. So mm-hmm. it's not that the concealed permit is useless or doesn't no. um, have any value anymore. There are circumstances where you would would still want that. Absolutely. I travel quite a bit with work. And so the reciprocity for me is huge to be able to go to, you know, 36 different states where I can carry my firearm uh, without having to worry about it. So that's a huge issue. And then, you know, school teachers, if you're in, if you are work for a school or you're in a public school, you're going to need that permit to be able to carry on school property. You know, I have a personal story when the Sandy Hook shooting took place, which Gosh, is that that's been? It's kind of been over ten years ago. Yeah, I think long so. Long time ago, because I my daughter was up in uh, Cache Valley, and she was working as a teacher's aide in the Logan School District. And when that shooting took place during the daytime, I reached out to her, and it turned out that the particular teacher that she worked with up there was a carried and had a, a gun with her at school. And I remember going. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better knowing that you have somebody there if that ever happened that could at least defend you. Absolutely. I mean, I just I, I it makes me crazy thinking that we have these what what are called soft targets where mm-hmm. nobody is armed and yeah. uh, we just become sitting ducks. Absolutely, I know. That, yeah. you know, I, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to get the point that criminals are not going to obey laws, whether they're gun laws or, you know, I mean, I'm, how long has it been illegal to murder someone? They're not listening right. to that yet. So, you know, gun-free zones and don't come in here with a gun is not going to stop somebody who's intent on causing harm and destruction and killing people. So uh, well, all you're doing is refusing people the right to be able to protect themselves and making them, you know, like you said, soft targets, sitting ducks in situations mm-hmm. like that. So we talked a little bit before the break about getting the right kind of gun. And I know for me, I have really small hands. And so I've, I've learned that's a challenge for me because I've, go, I've really resorted to a very small size of a pistol just because of the weight factor. But mm-hmm. I figure it's some deterrent instead of no deterrent. And sometimes right. just even showing a gun is an excellent deterrent, right? Correct, correct. And you know, the thing that I love is that for the past several years, women have been the, the largest growing segment in the firearms industry. So women are flooding the firearms industry and the firearms market. So manufacturers have really started to step up when it comes to trying to sell firearms to women. Originally, they thought, okay, well, let's make some colorful guns and then we'll be good. And that didn't quite cut it. So a lot of these manufacturers now are making firearms with adjustable grip sizes. So I've, I've got several. I know Walther does it. I know H&K does it. I think uh, Smith & Wesson's M&P series does it, where when you buy the gun, it comes with all these little adjustable inserts so you can make the grip smaller or larger depending on your hand size. And that has just been so beneficial to some of the women that we've worked with because they have, you know, sometimes their hands weren't big enough where their finger couldn't reach the trigger. 
if they had that huge, you know, double stack grip size. So it's there have they've made a lot of strides to try to fix some of the issues that women do have with that for sure. So is that something that your the the TWAW help women with is you know, where do you go to find these guns and how do you find guns that are really geared to 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 women? Absolutely. It's kind of a, a thing for me because I had I was sold a gun by a guy in a gun store before I really knew much about guns. And he said, here's the perfect gun for you. And it's a, it was a horrible gun. I hate it. And so we have members, uh, instructors. I have a lot of different guns that I've gotten just for that for that purpose of letting the women try these guns. So, you know, if they're thinking of, Hey, I want to get a Glock 43 or I want to get a Smith and Wesson shield. There's somebody in our group that has that gun where they can come and try it before they buy it. Oh, that's, that's, that's very nice. That's been terrific. Yeah. So you've made a place where women can feel safe and not intimidated or stupid. Sometimes you feel like I'm around all these guys that know what they're doing. And here I am just wanting to, to learn. And sometimes that can be intimidating. Absolutely. What a great resource here in Utah to know that there's an organization that meets once a month. And I'm, I'm assuming all the chapters have their different night. Correct. Yeah. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everyone's different from Logan down to St. George, but there's a group of women that you can meet with once a month and uh, practice your skills, get some extra training and build your confidence uh, in being a gun owner. And make friends with girls who like guns. That's why I went originally. <laughs> it's like, I need some and friends to shoot with. <laughs> they could be your future best friends. Yes. Have as your friends, right? Absolutely. So we, um, we've got one more um, segment here that we want to um, stay with Michelle with the TWAW. So we're going to take a short break and finish up talking about guns, gun law, and how and what we can do to protect ourselves as women here in Utah. So stay with us. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. You've heard me talking about my pillow for three years, folks. It's the truth. I get the best sleep of my life with a my pillow. You can do it too. 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty made in the USA. You'll sleep well or you'll get your money back. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, get two my pillow premium pillows for the price of one, or call 1 800 951 8175. 
Get the best sleep of your life and do it now. Pure Light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. This new type of LED bulb acts like a $1,000 air purification system, only better. Put this light bulb in, turn it on, and within minutes it starts cleaning and purifying the air and the surfaces around it. Uh, I have a stinky dog, and so I put the four bulbs in within 24 hours. I could tolerate it, and then when I turn the lights on in the morning, I went back 20 minutes later, nothing, no smell. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors, any kind of smoke, of eliminating mold and eliminating deadly germs like salmonella, E. coli, even flesh-eating bacteria. My kids who are grown up say our house smells like old people house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway and my uh, kids from Florida came last week and said, man, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com. It's the next generation of light. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Want to dominate the stock market in 2021? Looking for higher profit potential? With the COVID vaccines, a shifting political landscape, and a new year, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to find explosive of moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how. Make 2021 your year. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance and maximize your gains. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Respondents will receive a one-time auto-generated text message from Vantage Point. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball, thank you for staying with us. We're finishing up our discussion, super fascinating discussion on women and firearms. And my guest has been Michelle Camp, who is the national director, the Utah director here in our state of the TWAW, which is the Well-Armed Woman. And we've been talking a lot about uh, the current laws and her amazing organization and Michelle, give them a website so they can go and get connected. Our website is www.twawshootingchapters.org. So TWAW is for the Well-Armed Woman, shootingchapters.org. Okay, perfect, because I don't want us to run out of time uh, and not get that info out there. So I want those that are interested that want to connect to be able to do that. But we want to look at, we know what we've, what's happened. We know what happened in this last session, but Michelle, what can, what do you see are some issues that should be addressed in our um, gun laws that uh, would, would be beneficial for our second amendment protection? You know, I think I'm always, I'm always encouraging everyone in every class I teach and everywhere I go to be involved because I think that, some of the the anti-gun legislation that's up there every year uh, could cause some real harm to us. And I don't see a lot of people up there opposing it on a regular basis. So, you know, universal background checks comes up pretty much every year. Uh, Red flag laws in some form or another come up every single year. And 
if people don't understand why those would both be so detrimental, I think some research or reach out to anyone in, in our organization, because both of those could be uh, really, really bad news for gun owners and for the Second Amendment. As far as good legislation, for the second year in a row this year, we didn't pass the uh, preemption. Utah has a state law that says no one, no municipalities can pass any firearms laws outside the state legislature. That stops us from having places like California where everything's different everywhere you go and you can't keep track of what the laws are in one city to the next. So we've had that law in the books for a long time. Uh, Salt Lake County kind of made an uh, end run around that and contracted with or required to be in the contract for the gun shows to have uh, no private sales on their property at gun shows, which is not a law that was enacted by the legislature, but the county's management company refused to give contracts to the gun shows without putting that provision in. So that stopped law-abiding gun owners from being able to conduct private sales at, at gun shows, which has been done here for hundreds of, I mean, as long as I can remember. I guess that's not hundreds of years, but it's a long time. And, uh, you know, you can, you can conduct it anywhere, you know, a block down the street, that's okay. I can go sell a firearm to somebody, but uh, banning that from gun shows and kind of subverting the legislature's authority because they are the ones that should be enacting these gun laws according to the law. And that's, that's been frustrating to me and I know a lot of other people as well. Wow, see, those are things we really have to be aware of because really when it comes down to it, when the, the constitution is being sub subverted, it's we the people that really have to step up and put pressure on on the mayor, put pressure on the legislature, and let them know that we want to be able to have our constitutional right to to buy um, guns when when we can, when it's legal to do it. Right. Yeah. And so, that's, that is frustrating because it'll just get worse. If nothing happens and the county can go ahead and do this, then, you know, they're not going to be satisfied with that. It's going to oh, be, what next can we do? What next can we do? Exactly. Oh, yes. And that's why that it's been alarming with what um, we've seen happen with even the COVID mandates and how yes. these uh, um, codes, these codes are turning into laws and they're circumventing our rights. Yeah. And so we really have to be aware of that. Now, the universal background check is... Um, really egregious because it creates a gun registry and once you have once you know who has guns then if the government ever wants to confiscate guns which has happened historically yeah throughout time you know when they want to be able to have total control and tyranny they have to collect guns that gives them the tool to do that right Absolutely. And if you look everywhere that they've ever banned and confiscated firearms, it always starts with universal background checks, a gun registry. You know, we're not, we just need to know where everything is. We're not going to do anything with it. And then the next thing you know, they do. So it's definitely not good. You, you can't see and that. That's kind of the key to this. No one can point to this rash of crimes that's taking place because private citizens are selling firearms amongst themselves. It just isn't happening. And so when you ask for a logical reason to 
point to how or where is this going to have any effect on violent crime. It's not going to. Like most gun laws aren't going to. They're going to restrict law-abiding citizens because the criminals aren't going to pay attention to those anyway. So this universal background checks, they've got it in California, you know. You can't pass guns down to your children. You can't, I can't loan a gun in many states to somebody you know like in our shooting groups in a lot of states they can't do that because you have to have a background check before you let someone possess one of your guns so i can't even let someone try out one of my firearms in many states and we do not want to be that state no no we do not we it's it's really if we don't keep and sustain and protect our second amendment rights the other rights are meaningless because though that particular right and it's there's a reason why it's number two that towards the top of the list is because you have to be able to defend yourself against tyranny and that tyranny can be a foreign enemy or it can be a domestic enemy. Absolutely. State or in your own city or your own county, you know, and so um, we have to be able to, first of all, know about it, which Michelle is making us aware of with what's happened in Salt Lake County. And then the red flag logs go into those real quick. So red flag laws, again, you know, it's, it's a, it's something where people say, well, there's nothing, you know, who doesn't want to be able to warn someone if somebody's dangerous. But what happens with these laws are somebody can report you as being dangerous to yourself or someone else, and they will come and take away your firearms with absolutely no due process. So can't imagine how that could ever go wrong. Right. (laughs) I have no idea. But I mean, the retaliatory things that could be taking place under those circumstances, uh, I'm all for if somebody is dangerous or if somebody is uh, is a danger to themselves or suicidal. We talk about that a lot with firearms in Utah because that's definitely a problem. Helping those people or, you know, giving them some, there's some sort of route to, uh, a judgment, but not just show up at their house, you know, with a no-knock warrant, knock down their door and take all their guns. I mean, that's just not the way things should be done as well. Well, and I've, I've noticed that uh, usually you'll have Democrats in our legislature are the ones that will run our bills that are, uh, that start to impede our Second Amendment rights. And what's really dangerous is now we're having Republican legislators do that. And so this idea, sometimes people think, well, it's a Republican that's running the bill. It must be okay, um, is very, very um, harmful. And uh, I know Representative Handy has been one that has uh, tried to run the red flag law. And uh, most recently, I believe, Senator Weiler. So... um, we really have to be watching for these bills each and every session and really get some support. Do we, do you have the sponsors of who were trying to overturn what the County was doing? Do you know by chance? So uh, yeah, that was Corey Malloy, who was one of the best representatives we have in Utah on second amendment, along with Carrie Ann Lisenby. Those two are mm-hmm. rock stars all the time on second amendment. Uh, Corey Malloy has run that two years in a row. It did pass the house this year overwhelmingly. And then uh, it got stuck in the Senate. So they never Yeah, you know, the Senate has an interesting way. There's a, um, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. Things mm-hmm. get overwhelmingly passed in the House. Good bills end up getting sucked into this black hole in the Senate. Yeah. And 
disappear. So unfortunately, well, listen, we have, we've run out of time today and Michelle, it's been fascinating. So educational. Thank you for coming on. And I'm, I'm hoping that we get um, some more mamas and grandmamas and young ladies that want to get educated and um, get in touch with you and give that website again. Uh, TWAWshootingchapters.org. .org. And there's nine throughout Utah. So there's a place near you mm -hmm. to get connected with other women. And uh, thank you, Michelle, for being with us today on the Thank you. Show. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Liberty is most importantly something we all need to stand up for. So make sure you go out and do your part to keep liberty safe. <laughs>